0: Welcome back to Mix & Match Radio. I'm your host. I'm here with Braden and Muhammad. Yo, yes, up? I said Braden. He's back again after his lingering absences on the show, but you know, it happens. We're going to start off today with a personal request from Muhammad. He would like to talk about the new Netflix movie, El Camino, which connects to the show Breaking Bad, so I don't know too much about either of them. Go ahead.
1: All right, guys, so... I recently just watched El Camino, and just as Cole said, it is a movie from the Breaking Bad universe. It is directed and written by Vince Gilligan, who created the show, and I just wanted to give you guys my little hot take on what I thought about the film. Uh, Personally, I really enjoyed it. I'm a huge fan of the show, and uh, I think that it tied very well into the universe that Vince created. Um, a lot of people were skeptical about it coming out because they thought that it wasn't necessarily needed because I'm not going to spoil anything, but the way the show concluded, it was kind of up to your own interpretation as far as, uh, the character of Jesse Pinkman, who the movie, um, uh, follows. And so it's kind of up to your own interpretation as as to like how his character is, um, dealt with by the end of the show. But this movie takes uh, that beyond what we thought, and it actually plays out what happened after the end of the show. And I thought it was done beautifully. The script was very good. Uh, The acting was on point. You had a lot of uh, cameos from uh, old cast members, but the movie is mainly involved with Jesse and his life and what he needs to do. And I give it a solid... I want to say like 89 out of 100. I thought it was a pretty solid film.
0: Okay, I like that. 89 out of 100 is a pretty damn good rating too. So,
1: I think it's also a bit biased just because I'm a huge fan of the show.
0: That's fair enough. Um, I know a little bit about Breaking Bad. I watched the first three seasons of the show, and then I can't even remember why I got sidetracked, but I didn't complete it. I know how it ends, and I mean, the show, I think it's safe to, safe to spoil the TV show for the most part, correct?
1: Yeah, it's been like six years.
0: Okay, so the show ending with uh Heisenberg's or uh Walt's, Walter White. Walter White's death is what I am up to date on and that I that from a uh view of someone who hasn't seen the entire show, it seemed like a very good ending. Yeah. Do, the only the question I'm going to ask and no spoilers continuing but do you think that the way this movie or the way El Camino was written and the way it was played out. Do you think it in any way takes away from the ending of the Breaking Bad series, or do you think it settles perfectly?
1: I don't necessarily think it takes away from the ending of the show because it was crafted by the original creator, and mm-hmm. so I know that he had. A, I, I know that he wanted a resolution for Jesse because he created the resolution for Walt, who was the entire show. He carried that show on his back. But Jesse was an integral part of that show as well. And so I know that he wanted to create this story. And so I don't think it really hindered the – or I don't think it really uh, – Took away from yeah, his original work. Yeah, I don't think it work. took away from the original one. I, I honestly I honestly wanted this movie because I, I was one of the people who, who was curious as to what happened to his character after the show. Because spoiling the end of the show, after uh, the stuff goes down with Walt – you only see Jesse driving away, and that's the end of his character. And so we never got to see what happens after, and this this movie shows you what happens after. Okay. So Did it
2: pick up right where it left off?
1: Yeah. Okay. It, it picks up, I want to say, a couple hours after, after the show ends.
0: Do you think this was written bef- – Okay. Maybe. Do you think that the direction had the vision of this movie eventually being created before the show had finished, or do you think this was written – Kind of post the it, six years. I feel like
1: it had to be post.
0: Had to be post? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it seemed it probably connected pretty well, did it not? Oh, um, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. good. I, like I said, I don't know too much about the show, but I know when people make movies based off of TV shows, there are times where it goes pretty poorly. Or if, yeah. they, t- or if they take a long uh, break of time in between the two either if it's adding on another season or adding some sort of extra resolution. Yeah. Sometimes they just end up messing up the original storyline. So as long as they didn't do that with breaking bad, I am perfectly fine with them making another show
1: or making another movie. I was definitely concerned about it because I didn't think that it necessarily needed a, I didn't think we necessarily needed a film to resolve Jesse's character because I guess that was a part of the intrigue in the ending because you got to decide what happened to him. And so it was nice because I never thought that I needed this and I felt fulfilled whenever it ended. Okay, and what what's the actor's name that plays Jesse P,
0: P- Aaron Anna. Paul. Aaron Paul. Okay, so I saw a quote from him and it was it was indicating that this was the last move the last part of the Breaking Bad universe. This was this was it, this was the mm-hmm. end. But he said that he also wasn't expecting this movie to be made. Yeah. So he's open for anything. Do you personally view this as the end of the Breaking Bad universe? Is this it?
1: Yes. Okay. I do not think that I really don't think that they would continue it from anywhere else because there isn't much more you can do. Jesse was the only thing – was, I guess, the only loose end you could say. The only other thing that you yeah. didn't already know the ending yeah. of his character?
0: Okay. So no one else was introduced or anything in the uh, – no, so no, 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 no. There's no more Better better Call Saul's or anything like well, that. That was that a they prequel. Could, well, they could, that they could branch off with. I'm saying I don't Any think more so. characters that they could and create they, a newer – And they
2: closed out Jesse's character in yeah, yeah. the movie.
1: Okay, that's good. So, I don't know, it's it's crazy to think that this entire franchise was based off of just a drug kingpin, <laughs> and you know what comes to my mind? It's It's quite similar, there's another drug kingpin that was a bit before our time, there's a man by the name of Pablo Escobar, and I just want to say that in Breaking Bad, Walt had some crazy cash, but... The amount of money that Pablo Escobar accumulated throughout his reign on the cocaine empire, it he achieved astronomical numbers that no one could ever even perceive.
0: Yes, and I've heard a bit about Mr. Escobar myself, you know, and his lingering fame. El Patron. <laughs> no, but this guy's, it's absurd how rich he is, or how rich he was, I guess, you know. His story his story yeah. ends quite similar to Waltz in, <laughs> in a lot of perspectives. But um, the money he was making and the money that he, I guess, essentially was just – I don't want to say it's stealing, but he, he was like the king of the world for a degree, yeah. at least in the drug world. I mean, the stats point to him. It, sa- it, it says that he's 80%. Of the
2: world's. He, of the he world. controlled 80% of the entire world's cocaine drug trade. I read. And, and between oh, 80 and 90% of just the U.S. That's insane. I read
1: something that said four out of five people doing cocaine, four out of those five lines were from Pablo Escobar. Four, yes. Four out of the five lines. I love that stat.
2: And there were competing cartels out there that were like still making billions of dollars a year based off just like based off of 20% and the this other is 20% of the And his group.
0: cartel was the Medellin is that is that yeah, correctly pronounced?
2: There, there was the, that was a city in Colombia. That's where he was from. That's where he started his stuff out of. The other was Cali, the Cali cartel that was another city in Colombia. Those were like the two big ones of Colombia.
0: And I know there's been significant amounts of uh, film and television made off of Pablo Escobar's empire. I'm his. a
2: huge fan of all of it.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know you've seen Narcos and we'll talk about that in a second, but th- for example, this show or the, it, it ties into the movie American made with Tom Cruise.
2: American made is a great movie. So you've seen American yes, made. I, I was really hoping to talk about that movie.
0: The stat says that pilots for Pablo Escobar's drug runs between the island he quote unquote owned in the Bahamas and Miami were getting paid $500,000 per flight.
2: It was, fi- was 500,000 per flight? 500 yeah.
0: grand per flight in cash, which, if you've seen the movie "American Made," kind of lines up with the story they tell there where he just has
2: and what they plethoras say
1: like, of duffel bags. They had five to seven flights a day. Yeah, that's w- insane.:
2: Well just I mean, just <laughs> Tom Cruise in the movie I, I forgot the name of his character he alone was able to just kind of buy a city in Alabama.
0: And it was a smaller city, but I mean, how many, how many people could just purchase but he just, he just a city? He just bought
2: out everything and like created banks to hold all his money. I mean, and even even those
0: banks were running up too much, which is why the uh, yeah. FBI eventually got onto him. It's it it's just it doesn't make sense, I guess. I mean, no, I guess it does definitely does make sense. But when you're controlling eighty percent of the world's anything, if it, if it was eighty percent of the world's Wi-Fi, bananas, apparently cocaine. You're gonna be. You're, you're just making money. Ridiculously rich. Yeah. I mean, he was practically the king of South America. If I'm being honest, <laughs> like, I mean,
1: really, realistically, though, I mean, he was an awful human being. But you he drive was, he a he drug kingpin was on in Forbes in magazine. America. Repeat that. A drug kingpin was on Forbes magazine. Yeah,
2: that's the As then, one of the richest men in the world.
1: If that, if that doesn't like, you know, exemplify the '90s, I
2: don't know I'm what like, it does. Like, really. imagine El Chapo doing the GQ like, essentials. <laughs> He didn't have anything like hiding it either. He was just the drug guy. Like Cali, they they hid their money through hotels. Like they they presented themselves as public figures as like hotel owners and stuff like this. He didn't want to hide anything. Well, he, he Escobar did, was, he untouchable. He was no, untouchable.
0: He was physically untouchable until he wasn't untouchable.
2: He, w- he was running for elections in <laughs> Colombia. Really? Yeah. I mean, who do you, who
0: else are you going to elect? Are you going to are you going to run against the guy who is being paid by eighty percent of the
2: world and paying? <laughs> Eighty percent of Colombia. Well, I mean, that's what I'm saying is like where he, can, where he, could he, he own Colombia?
0: Where could he not go in South America where he was threatened or didn't own some form of the police, uh, the law enforcement, or anything else? You know? he, he
2: owned prob- probably eighty percent of the of law enforcement. He had all of them in, in his back pocket.
0: It's just it's insane to. I mean, realistically, this that's the closest thing that we've really come to royalty in the twenty, uh, in, I guess the twentieth century at the time. I mean what else where else in the world have we seen people just own continents you know Well yeah he
2: was like <laughs> he was just unrestricted to an extent
0: Well unrestricted mainly because I know it was there were other drug cartels at the time but he was really the first person to turn the drug cartel into what it is Yes it was it, and, it was well, never yeah,
2: and it, cocaine especially
0: I will cocaine especially but that, that was cocaine was him that was how he facilitated his rise as yes. a drug kingpin What I mean everyone to, in today's world Knows that there is a threat with the drug cartel. Yeah. He, Whereas he was the biggest. person who put that on the map. Mm-hmm. Realistically, I mean, damn, was he profiting off of it? it they, he, they said that the that his cartel was making twenty two billion a year. Correct?
1: Yeah, that's four hundred twenty million dollars a week. Four twenty 4- is <laughs> the
0: perfect number for this situation. <laughs> I'm really glad that's what that number is. But four hundred twenty million dollars a week. Let's just put this in perspective. If you guys... I would be happy to make $420 a week right now. I am not making $420 a week right now. I can't even imagine what I would do if I was profiting that much money that fast.
1: They said that his wealth was accumulating so fast that they were just running out of places to store it. And so they were using old... Uh, warehouses and then even whenever those are getting filled they just started burying it so you're just you're just burying money in random
0: fields i imagine some of it's still there there are probably farmers that every once in a while or
2: i don't know harvesting or whatever and they just come they just hit something i guarantee you there is still pablo escort money buried in Colombia. yo we could okay we're going on a treasure we could be treasure hunters treasure hunt to Colombia. Okay, <laughs> and All they also
1: said uh, because, like, due to them storing it, the damages on the cash due to rats and water, um, water damage, it, it resulted in about two point two billion dollars. Two
2: point two billion
1: every? How often? I think every year.
0: Every year, this guy was writing off two point
2: oh two
1: billion <laughs> to rats. And water and that did not dent his wealth whatsoever
2: well that was like ten percent it's like it's like taxes yeah that that was that was just taxes <laughs> he was getting taxed by rats you know and okay the my, the biggest <laughs> the biggest thing that like that's hard to wrap around is a lot of this is liquid cash yeah
0: it's not it's like, not, it's not it's like not the traditional up, bank like swipe your credit card type or swipe your debit card type cash yeah, it's so actually' it, it's like hardcore banks, cash
2: but like when it comes to his worth, his worth was that many billions of dollars, and it's not wrapped up in assets.
0: Yeah, so it's not, it's not stock in the Medellin cartel. It's, <laughs> it's not, just he, he, cash. He doesn't
2: have it in stock. He doesn't have it in it's property. It's all his. He doesn't have it in, like, a company. He was he, a king. He was a king. Yeah.
0: It's exactly what he is. His, his worth was based off him profiting off of the entire planet.
2: Yeah. I mean, there, there's billionaires in the world. There's, there's a few of them. We probably wouldn't have a Jordan Belfort. Without a Pablo Escobar,
0: (laughs) realistically speaking. I mean, think of the – Because of the
2: cocaine?
0: Well, exactly. I mean, just think of the ripple effect here. I mean, he supplied 80% of the world's cocaine. You know how many billionaires there are today that only became billionaires because of Pablo Escobar? Because of the cocaine they did? Yes. It's like a superpower for billionaires. You know how many billionaires do cocaine? Probably all of them. Most of them, I (laughs) would
1: would venture to say. (laughs) Pablo Escobar had to walk so Jordan Belfort could run. (laughs) <laughs> it's just it's it's incredible that he was
0: he had so much money and like this is one of those situations where if i get paid too much money i feel like i need to spend some of it he literally had so much money he did not know what to do with it he he did not know where to put his money so he actually
1: did a lot for his community i'm interested what do, what do you know <laughs> um i know that he uh founded a couple of parks he built a zoo and he donated, I think, a decent portion of it. How, I, I read, how much did that. that
2: dented him? Not a lot, but I'm yeah, just saying. Like, I mean, I'm just saying,
1: he did stuff with. At it. least he's attempting not to do something good with his money, mali- <laughs> not just for malicious intent. He did other things, you know. I for, mean, for the kids,
0: he's probably. I what I don't even know what the actual number Pablo, is. Pablo
2: Escobar was for the kids. Yeah, pa- Pablo
0: Escobar, hero or
1: terrorist? <laughs> <laughs> you decide.
2: I mean. I mean it, that was that I mean that was the thing they were running into in Colombia when even, like even the Colombian government was trying to get rid of him because like, dr- drug is a bad trade and he was killing a lot of people. He I mean ki-
0: he's like, probably responsible for.
2: I think he was he responsible a, for five hundred different police officer deaths. Yeah, like, the total body and thirty like five
0: hundred. That is just counted. Can you yeah. imagine the like off the record? Yeah, the, not even off the record, but the people he hired that killed people. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. It's one of the. It's one of those Joseph Stalin effects where he may not have killed them personally, but uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, he was certainly at the head of a lot of it. You know, but the people like in his community, like in the city of Medellin, like they they worshipped him like a god because he was giving back to the community. Like e- even if it was small to him, it was a ton to the people of his town. So, like you couldn't, if you were to walk into Medellin and go after Pablo Escobar, everybody in that town would try and stop you it it's there's no getting around it it's insane
0: i mean he he's somehow turned a historically bad trade and he he turned himself into a a god of sorts i mean it, it realistically i mean he he controlled just about all the cocaine trade which you know is a pretty uh lucrative field Yes. <laughs> so, he they said he was smuggling what t- uh, t- seventeen tons, twelve tons, something like that. It was
2: I think it was fifteen. Yeah, fifteen. Fif-
0: fifteen tons of a cocaine day. a day into the United States. And that's into Miami alone. That's and, where they're I mean, I know Miami's a party town now, but I guess we figured out how it got there. <laughs> and
1: see, to get uh, to get the cocaine there, it costed about five thousand dollars, but once it hit the United States, the value went to over a hundred thousand dollars. For one kilo, oh I think. God.
2: Yeah, that was for, for one, one kilo. kilo. Prof- Which, how, how many kilos is in a ton?
1: Anybody know any?
2: I don't know that. Damn not, the I'm, metric I'm system. I, don't know. Damn. That math.
0: <laughs> I mean, it. Okay, we're doing some math, calculating, calculating. We're getting there. We're almost there.
2: 907. 907
0: kilo. Oh my God. <laughs> His profit margin. <laughs> is ridiculous well he was
2: making millions of dollars a day like tens of he was making how like does it, 50 million okay, a okay quick question how did they get the cash
0: back to pablo escobar
2: that was a whole other like, that was a whole other like issue they ran into then a, a part of the the planes was not just smuggling the cocaine in but <laughs> smuggling, smuggling the, the money cab. out He had an getting the money out of America was almost harder than getting the cocaine into America. It, it is. He had an
0: entire operation. His, I mean, he realistically was a company. Basically, he was. He had his own pilots. Had his own shipping business. He had.
2: He had submarines. Yeah, he he had two (laughs) two submarines to to help help submarines. I saw that as part of his
1: fleet. He made a. I just looked it up. He, if you. If you look at it, he made about seven hundred dollars a second. So, realistically, if he had stayed alive and at the,
0: alive and at the top of his game, he'd probably be the richest person in the world.
2: Yes, God,
0: dude. I mean, I don't even. How do you compete with that? You don't. Realistic, and I mean, he had two submarines. The guy well, had a, he had a military. Let's just let's just reframe this. Not only was he had a was he a king? He had a military.
2: He made more money. He made more money than most countries. Which, I mean, granted, I mean, it makes sense for him to have a military if he's making if he's making the kind of money that countries are making, especially just, like, the country next to him. But, like, imagine
0: being at, like, a UN meeting and realizing that one of the most influential people isn't even there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he'd be arrested by the UN. That's got to be such a weird sphere to be yeah. in where one of the most influential people in the world is a criminal.
2: I mean, I'm sure there's still people out there like that.
0: No, I – okay, yeah, that's a good point, but – where it's you're one of the biggest businesses, I guess to put- uh one of your biggest businesses is simply cocaine, yeah, not even just drugs, it's just coke, <laughs> which is why there was such a crisis of it, and that's why all the why there was quite literally a war fought over yeah. fought over cocaine but if I could even envision making four hundred and twenty million dollars a week. Four hundred and twenty million dollars a week.
2: I can't. I
1: I can't. I don't even need that much money, man. Just give me at least one million dollars, and I'll be set.
2: For, I mean, what would, what would you even buy?
0: What do you What are you buying? You if someone gives you a four hundred twenty million dollars a week, so first for of a all, year,
2: this was like in the I think it was the eighties,
0: eighties, nineties, around that range. Yeah.
2: So I don't know what I'm gonna buy. Because they give the stuff now, there, there's a lot of like super nice cars, giant houses. I mean, he, bought, good, he bought islands. They aren't going to cost and you 420 houses.
0: million a week.
2: Exactly, he could not, he could not spend all his money.
0: I mean, you could buy like super mega yachts that are like 500 feet long.
2: He just had to store it all every week. Every week. That's literally all he did. He stored his money. He was
0: just putting it in fields, putting it in sheds, feeding it to rats,
2: and then arguably
0: the most absurd story comes out of straight family care just him trying to be a good dad so <laughs> picture picture <laughs> picture yourself this it's a cold november night it's it, winter's kicking on you and your king of the world drug cartel are traveling through colombia somewhere and your daughter says hey dad it's a little cold outside i'm pretty freezing and well Mr Pablo Escobar being the father of the week, you know, trying to do his best, says, "You know, I won't even I would send for firewood, but that would take too long to warm you up. We need we need heat and we need it now." So he just leans over the back seat, grabs a bag of 2 million dollars and proceeds to light it on fire. Yes. 2 million dollars was used as a campfire. I would do the same for, for a 6-year-old daughter. daughter.
2: I would do the same for I mean, if day. I had
1: that much money to where it would not really mean anything, why not? He he makes yeah, that back... Sto- I guess what's stopping he you? He makes <laughs> that back
2: in like an hour. What is it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If you're... Yeah.
0: It's... I guess it's not worth his time to go cut down a tree. No, it's not. It's probably... <laughs> Imagine being so rich, you can physically burn your money quicker than getting firewood. Yeah. God, yeah. dude.
2: Um, I don't even know what to say. My my favorite, okay, my favorite like Pablo Escobar story slash like what he did while he was a part of all this was so he was like he was convicted of like crimes and all this stuff and really put, and <laughs> <laughs> you're telling me he was a criminal. <laughs> eventually, eventually he was like gunned down, but before that he was like put in a prison, but he just in bil- which he
0: probably owned. No, no, no! Yeah, oh, like yeah. the deal—the deal, the deal he made talking about.
2: and like forced the government into was that he built his own prison and <laughs> had it like completely cut off, like it was a no-fly zone. Um, there, there were borders like miles away from it. Like it was a giant compound. It, like the prison itself it was a was bougie big. prison. It, but like he just had stuff shipped in all the time. He would have sh- women like smuggled in. To the prison for all his men. Because it was him and a ton of his men there protecting him. And he was just... So he built a
0: penthouse and called it a prison. You, yes. know, that,
1: you know what they called it? They what? called it the cathedral.
0: That, okay, I'm sorry. That is so badass. <laughs> that really is. I mean, I I know this guy was a horrible human being and he was responsible for like thousands of civilian lives or whatever. But, I mean, the cathedral... As a prison that you are forced to go to. And you were like, you know what? Hold on. Wait a second. I'll just build my own.
2: Yeah. I mean, what? the the Come guy, on! The guy built, <laughs> And he still, he still like tried every effort to get out of the to prison. To get out of going yeah. to prison. <laughs> he, ha- he was set. And he still like hated it there. He built his own prison. Which I think in the
1: just end... Just think about that. If you were going to jail but you were just like wait 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 what if i build what if my i own? go to jail but i just build my own
2: exactly which i think in the end <laughs> the jail had to be raided
0: and realistically is the government going to say no likely Pablo Escobar is bigger than your country <laughs> so how do you like combat that
2: you don't you you want to build your own prison pablo go ahead you know i what am I going to do say hey, no if it, if it keeps you from killing a bunch of people I'm okay with it <laughs> I, you, you just just do whatever you want bud just do whatever you want
0: in the weirdest way he was the biggest criminal but he also lived just lawless there was very little that would like like virtually affect him
2: no he did whatever you wanted. Until until the day he, Helic- he was gunned down.
0: Helicopters, planes, submarines, and so much cash that he physically could not store it. Yeah,
2: I, I, like eventually he got to the point where he just went too far with killing people. That yeah, that that could it, be a problem. Everybody started to hate him. Even like the people that that he was like that he was paying off, like they started not accepting money anymore, or like accepting the money but went ahead and just turned their back on him. I can and see that being a and, and that's how he eventually, you know. Died public opinion down.
0: tends to trend downward after killing mass amounts of people. Well, generally, so a lot, a lot of that it would make sense. Being, like, yeah, a couple kilos killing. of
1: cocaine and then kill a few people, and then that'll really get people to change their opinion on you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just that's all it takes. That's, that's all what, it takes.
0: It's one of those things that an apology video on YouTube won't solve. Like, maybe you know what, maybe it <laughs> would have if Pablo Escobar just addressed the public via YouTube video and was like, guys. I'm sorry. I know it was a few 10,000s of people, but look.
1: He's like, I didn't even want to sell cocaine. I, I, just, <laughs> I just forced into it. He
2: he was peer pressured into it. Uh, it was a dare.
0: I, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Uh, sir, you have a $30 billion dollar. <laughs> It's pretty possible you could have stopped at any time,
1: but you you don't understand. <laughs> it's like what what did Tana Tana Mongu say? I I hate racism.
2: <laughs> I hate cocaine. <laughs> Tana Mongu? Yeah, that's uh that's Jake Paul's wife. <laughs> pretty sure it's pronounced Mojo. I mean, oh. Which with which looking at how it's spelled, and yeah, that's I, I don't know. I don't know. Really how, how it's pronounced. It's Tana. If you're going yeah, to if
0: you're going to mispronounce somebody's name, it's better her than, you know, anybody yeah. else for the for that matter. But yeah, so essentially Pablo Escobar probably could have saved himself a few years of his life if he just made a YouTube apology <laughs>
1: video. <laughs> and at that point, I think at that point it could no. have solved everything. Thank. I think at that point uh, he'd need to be on MTV or something.
2: <laughs> Get his own. I think Pablo MTV S- came S- out yeah. like a reality show.
0: Welcome to my crib, featuring the cathedral. <laughs> it would be
2: welcome to my crib. It would be welcome to my compound. Yeah, welcome to my <laughs> continent. <laughs> welcome to my island. Welcome to my country, <laughs> where all we do is grow, process. I mean, he, refine, he quite literally funded and ship cocaine.
0: He funded an entire economy. from from start to finish (laughs) i mean
2: which i don't know how much he put back into the colombian economy oh
0: i'm zero percent roughly probably but i mean muhammad said that he was a pretty philanthropic guy he was building parks and making zoo making making zoos you
2: know what was that (laughs) 0.1 of his yearly income 0.1 of one year of his income was spent renovating like his entire lifetime of of stuff,
0: he probably just wanted a zoo. <laughs> it was like, you know what? <laughs> why would I want? Why? Why do I need an entire zoo to myself?
2: <laughs> if he, If he spent two million dollars to to burn some some money it's to all- keep her, his daughter warm. He probably just built the zoo for him.
0: It's kind of genius, though, if you think about it, that if you build stuff for your community, they may turn a blind eye to your mass murder and cocaine business.
2: That's what I mean, that's what happened <laughs> like, for the longest time until it just got too far. Like, like the, people either straight up knew that he was killing a lot of people but didn't care because he was not killing you <laughs> or just, like, he had so much power <coughs> until it got too far. Do you think he
0: eventually just sat down at Thanksgiving dinner some one time and Aunt Maria or whatever leaned across the table and was like, look, Pablo, we appreciate the extra turkey this year that you are willing to buy. But unfortunately, you killed 13 people walking up to the house. <laughs> we we're, we can't allow this anymore. We're going to have to uh, seek different
2: arrangements. Uh,
0: it's just it. It's insane.
2: Which I, I don't understand how, like, your family can follow you through all of this. Okay. like his, his, his mom, and I don't know if his dad was alive, but I know his mom especially was like living with him. Like What's her option? Living off her success. You can't disagree with someone who owns
0: half of the world. <laughs> there is, it's physically impossible. What are you going to do? Hey, Pablo, really wish you would stop doing this. And then Pablo would be like, you know, well, boom. And then kills you. Then you're dead. Like, cool, you disagreed with him and everything, but that's his mom
1: though. I feel I feel that he'd have a bit more respect. He was a drug kingpin. Okay, but you never know, okay? He might have had some respect. He may have had
0: some respect, but it's not like she was gonna change anything. It's not like it's
1: not like Pablo
0: uh, making forty or four hundred and twenty million dollars a week was like, you know what, mom? That's a good point. I'm gonna be an accountant.
2: (laughs) It's not you know what, this all, all this all this money really isn't that great. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not able to spend all of it. So let me just mow lawns or something yeah. like that. You know what? I'm let just me gonna... let me trim some bushes for the rest. I'm, for the rest I, of my I'm life. I'm
0: gonna open up a Kmart. I've decided. I've decided. I'm not too interested in selling cocaine <laughs> just anymore. Like
2: a, just like a bakery. Yeah. Like, so, something. Something <laughs> yeah, really I mean, small.
0: You could argue he already had a bakery of his own, but <laughs> it. I don't think his mom would have made any difference. I don't think anybody in his life would have made any difference. I think that there were probably people that attempted to, and then those people just became another statistic to Mr. Pablo's Pablo Escobar's kill count.
2: I can only imagine.
0: I mean, he, he lived a damn interesting life. Uh,
2: there's, <laughs> interesting is one way to put it.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't want to call it fun, and I wouldn't want to call it entirely awful due to the fact that he probably enjoyed some you, of the...
2: Oh. Awful in his eyes. Awful as a human being.
0: (laughs) That's pretty clear cut. I mean, he did build. Wait, hold on. In all fairness, seemed
2: for it to be awful. In all
0: fairness, how many people do you know that built a zoo? (laughs) I. Silver linings, you know, (laughs) like he killed a thousand people. We got a gorilla now. So, it it to each their own. No, he was definitely an awful person. But
2: he shipped hippos to like a pond in his backyard so that he could have hippos from Africa.
0: Like I said, who's going to stop, stop him? Who's going to stop him? It's he just did whatever. I he don't was. know who regulates illegal animal trafficking, but it's not like they were going to do anything. Imagine
1: no. trying to storm his compound if he has guard hippos.
0: I That's a I mean that's a decently good point. What if he was just training like tigers and shit to just attack? Those hippos people. are terrifying. Well, he, hippos oh, are the no, number yeah, one, the most one most common like animal death in the yeah, world. Yeah, they're
2: responsible. Hippos are the number they're the number one animal responsible for human deaths. That's that blows my mind. Yeah. A hippo,
0: not even a rhino. It's not even something that's like looks ominous. It's just yeah.
2: just a hippo. Just, hippos look adorable.
0: Okay, like, adorable
2: first, like, maybe a bit it. of a stretch. Maybe a baby like, they're, hippo. they're just big and like. Pluffy? A hippo kind of looks not fluffy, like, they're all, like they're all skin.
0: Well, a hippo <laughs> looks like a walrus with legs. Yeah, I wouldn't call it adorable exactly. I would just call it. They I just mean, don't look super. No, but scared. those things
2: are massive, dude. Yeah, they're big. They're they're they, what? Jaws. what they, how do they kill people? Does anybody know? They trample them, eat them. Do they, so they just like run
0: full steam ahead.
2: Well, have you seen how big their mouths are?
0: Okay, does I it, could stand. So do they
2: bite them like from from the from Is the that, bottom of its jaw. To the top of its jaw, I bet I could stand in that. And that's okay. how big a hippo is. I am thoroughly
0: confident you could not. St- I'm. I'm almost guaranteeing you that a hippo's mouth does not open six feet. Do you, like okay, let's put this. No, in a, yeah, maybe. Not. Let's put this into perspective here. It's not a Tyrannosaurus Rex, you know. It's like, it's a hippopotamus.
2: <laughs> still pretty big. Regardless, Pablo Escobar owned the most <laughs> deadly animal in the world. He I was, almost I almost thought, I almost forgot what we were talking he about. He was just buying things, man.
0: He was just buying things. It's what else can you say? He wanted I mean, to,
2: what else can you do with all that money?
0: I don't know. I really don't. Like you got to run out of you're you're running out of things to do. Not only are you running out of things to do, but I feel like you're just like when 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 do you get to the point where you're just like, "Nah, I don't really feel like buying that."
2: <laughs> Maybe do you think like his killing of people? He was just bored.
0: It's possible. Honestly, that's kind of messed up to think about, but <laughs> I mean, it's
1: possible. I don't know if maybe I feel like that might have been a factor for some of the people, but also it's just people that he needed removed in order so that he could do what he wanted to do. You know, yeah, he yeah. probably he might have he taken can't the build, enjoyment in that. He can't build zoos if he's in prison.
2: I think a big part of it, like that they portray, that they portrayed in the show and just like documentaries that I've seen, was like to be fair, just,
0: Narcos probably isn't a hundred percent factual.
2: Yeah, it's but like. They still portray the entire story as a whole correctly. Okay. I'm like, just uh, they they portrayed certain events that actually happened and and certain people that were real, all that stuff. Like it, it's more accurate than you would think, but yes, it's it's dramatized. So like major events in okay. the shows actually happened.
0: To your point, get there.
2: <laughs> he was doing it just to like incite fear in the people of Columbia. Well, yeah, I mean and
0: which is why I don't necessarily understand why he was building parks and stuff because it was an image. Well, people can't I mean, I don't think people can love and hate, you know. I mean, maybe it was one of those things where it was like after they've been treated so badly for so long, the simplest little like, hey, guys, here's a swing set. Well, yeah, <laughs> I think ev- it was that, that forgives you for killing my husband. I think it's <laughs> it like it more along like the lines of stuff like of... that
2: just stopped working.
0: Yeah. And then someone killed him. So it was pretty you know yeah step a step b first of all talking about the nuts you got to have to make a move on do you think it was like a julius caesar thing that someone inside of his own posse probably no knew about it was
2: it? it was actually um towards the end of like getting closer to the end of his life he was literally on the run everybody was searching for him everywhere so across, public across opinion Columbia. flipped up on him so he went from um, being a
0: god to a yeah, to hated, a fugitive. To, no, yeah, yeah just an so like a fugitive. true fugitive. True, true fugitive. Okay.
2: He was on the run, and um, they finally spotted him after like months of searching, and um, raided his house. He was running away, and as he was Who running, as his he house? was running away, uh, the the DEA. So he was killed uh, by law enforcement. He was killed by law enforcement. The DEA combined with Columbia law enforcement as well, um, chased him down and shot him.
0: Interesting. Well, I mean, I guess after living a life that, like, explosive, Explosive. there's only one way to go out.
2: Yeah, there is only one way to go
0: out. There's no just, like, peaceful, like, settle off into retirement, sitting on, like, a lawn chair watching the sun go down. It's more of... Like Thanos. Like Thanos. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, you got one way out, and I guess live by the bullet, die by the bullet, I guess. But Pablo Escobar controlled... An entire continent and for a significant portion, most of the world, and profited off of that. But on a different topic, mildly different, of a different thing that wants to control some people, we have an interesting story out of the owner of Facebook this or last week. Facebook Facebook owner Mark Zuckerberg said he was interested in the theory of brain chipping,
2: mm. which
0: is implanting a microchip into the human brain to essentially install artificial intelligence into a human, which gives them the access to – okay, the way he described it is if you had a screen in front of you, you wouldn't have to use your hands. Yeah. It would be you think and it would go. So like you say – like you're thinking scroll down, it scrolls down. You're thinking scroll up, it scrolls up. You're thinking search YouTube or whatever. It does that. Connecting to an interesting... That, that is very similar, and it's been related to Elon Musk's idea, which Elon Musk's idea is Neuralink. <clears throat> that's his big company. Or not. Well, that's definitely not his big company, that, but that's his, one of his side projects. And the concept behind Neuralink, from what I understand, at least, as described by Elon Musk in another podcast, is that he wants to add in basically a third part of our brain. He wants to add a microchip in, and it would essentially be a third part of our brain. It would offer... Hyper intelligence is kind of how he describes it. So you would you would never forget anything. Wow. You, so you, every literally everything that it would almost be you know okay so you know on your computer how you go searching for a file yeah it would almost be as if your mind would do that instantaneously. So if you were trying to remember an event from July seventeenth of two thousand four, you would just like think about that and it would pull up that memory. Like
2: I don't know how that works.
0: Well, obviously it's kind of a hard thing to wrap your head around. And it's but,
2: probably all theoretical right now. Well, anyway. I mean
0: obviously it's theoretical, but. um he offers this as a situ- basically a way to progress the human mind and to offer it higher capabilities. I think it's a very interesting idea to go put microchips in people's heads in an attempt to make them smarter or more efficient because you could, you could achieve things. I mean, you could achieve like the highest-level math equations instantaneously with the implementation of some of these items. And it's an interesting debate because some people are super like, you're a madman that's kind of insane you're like actually crazy me and then there's other folks similar to myself that think you know this is actually kind of the track of human progression this is
1: you by not becoming human
0: well i mean to eliminate obstacles and i think one of the obstacles we have as humans is our brain is only capable of so much and naturally when you read when you reach a uh, I'm trying to think like a a capacity point in your brain or in something else. You try to figure out a way to bypass that. And that would theoretically be what this brain chip does is it offers you a way to become smarter than
2: it's like a, a limitless pill.
0: Yeah. Like a limitless pill. So what I'm putting onto the floor to this is not necessarily debating the technology behind it, but debating the concept of modifying human infrastructure as in like your body biologically to furtherly progress our capabilities of humans
1: thoughts opinions go I definitely see the intrigue in it that you have and I can see I guess the benefit or uh, the enhanced capabilities that we could achieve and just how much more we would be accessible to but I'm very skeptical about that because first of all putting a chip into my head that will allow me to access whatever parts of my body, um, mm can be beneficial I guess as in like with memory and being able to do uh I guess certain tasks that you wouldn't be able to do with normal functionality but I just I don't know I I don't I don't like the thought of someone chipping me and then because that that's manufactured by someone and <clears throat> the only thing that I can see that's very just the over the top, but I can just see like this going into like mind control or something, dude. No, yeah, it's
0: it's definitely very, uh, it's got like a what's the name of the show? Black Mirror feel to it.
2: I was, yeah, that you, you took the words right out of my mouth. It's it, very Black Mirror esque.
0: Where they,
2: which there's an actual episode where they do where, this, correct? Yeah, revolved around like a society of people who all have chips in their brain and they have like a little thing that they hold on to and they just kind of like they can pull up all their memory all their memories Mm -hmm. and like what they've seen on a screen and they just pull it up from their brain to like a tv screen where they can watch back things that have happened to them already and just play everything back and then but like as you're like as you're going through security and stuff like that they look through all your stuff to make sure you haven't been doing anything bad in the past few years so like it just opens up ways for people to control you and like you like the the more you're able to like digitalize your memories and stuff like that mm-hmm. the more people could control that stuff and you you're just going to lose all your privacy at that point okay i huh?
0: see what you're saying so you're saying it would be used more as a tool to control than it would be a tool to progress
2: 100% okay
0: i i can see that and i definitely i don't necessarily disagree i think that it anytime you offer a uh tool so powerful it's definitely going to be a double-edged sword where one side of it you could argue is for security like security issues and the other side is the potential that it could actually change the scale of how we do things so i, I see that with this but what if it wasn't a situation where it was being used to control simply to so skate we'll skate on the digitiz, digital eh, digital digital digitalization of memories congratulations yeah we'll skate on that and we'll say what if it was just about making the mind capable of more uh basically capable of doing more at higher speeds and higher level of difficulty they were it was able to accomplish more what are your thoughts
1: i mean i i get the benefit of that but i just think it takes away every aspect of just being a human being because you're just trying to constantly modify yourself in order to be something more, which I I understand that, Mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily agree with it, because, (coughs) I don't know, if someone was able to create a chip that was capable of allowing you to access those parts of you, I think that people are also capable of getting to a higher level themselves, to an extent. So... Um, hmm, how can I word this? So what if you
0: could, what if you could cure things like Alzheimer's or any brain problem? Alzheimer's, dementia, things where it's brain related weaknesses for the elderly or ETC. What if you could cure that through something like this?
1: I could see that it's beneficial. Yeah.
0: Where, I mean, yes, I I understand you're losing, you're losing some of the, uh, humanity and maybe even individuality with it where it seems as if everybody becomes a little bit more robotic, which that would be, if I had one concern with this whole thing, that would be it is that there's nothing that really sets you apart from the rest of humanity. You know, if you're all, if you're all basically operating off of the same system and you're all using the same base level of knowledge, what, what is the difference between any other person? Yeah. Do you You think like
2: me with the chip and you and you with the chip, do you think one of us, could be smarter than the than the other, or we each have like access to the same stuff. Well, it would mi- so it would if we it's, could both accomplish the exact same thing. And that could possibly there's even no tap competition into, like, anymore.
1: Physical capabilities, you know, so, so uh, like maybe improve. maybe it might. I don't know. I really don't know the logistics of how far this could go. But well, this is all theoretical, yeah. so anything would. But wait, maybe it could. I guess en- enhance stamina, endurance. So uh, like resilience. if you were to, like genetically
0: or not genetically modified, but if you were to. Uh, Get like a robotic arm or arm yeah. legs or something. Yeah. Okay,
1: yeah. I mean that would be interesting because because then everyone's the same and can do basically. I would be able to do just as much as you, and vice versa with Braden. What my assumption would be is that if
0: you're off to answer your question, if me and you would be like the same level of intelligence with this, I'm assuming that if you're if what if the uh, chip that you're using supersedes whatever your like actual IQ and intelligence level is. You would be basically using that for the most for the uh, majority of your complicated tasks, as opposed to your actual intelligence. Yeah. So I'm assuming everybody is operating off of that being their max intelligence. Would they release like updates for these things? That would be my question. Uh-huh. Is it like I do? You just wake you, up in the morning and it's like iOS 14 is available. It's just a, like just a big please, like.
2: Please think your password to to update between <laughs> one and three a.m.
1: Connect to iTunes. <laughs> to plug a cord into your eardrum. Yo. <laughs> You have to what? Okay, that's
2: so like, just thinking about. That's this, a so freaky against. idea.
1: What if you had to charge it? So, I'm just saying. I don't think that if this ever were to happen, I don't think it's gonna happen in a lifetime. But if it here. were, I'm not doing it.
2: No, neither am I.
0: I am not opposed. I I'm not opposed to at least trying Well, it, it.
2: depends on what extent it is. It depends yeah. on like and how mu- how much the company you're buying it from is controlling it. I mean, if
0: Elon Musk was controlling it, I'd do it. Right. I'm. I'm not even gonna lie.
2: See, but also, if I, because I,
0: th- I just I feel like his his vision of the future is more trying to progress society than it is
1: capitalizing on it. Does that make sense? Go ahead. I guess I get that, but I don't know. This is something also that is going to be inserted into your head, and so that until surgery. And so, obviously, there's huge risk with that. And so, how do you know that nothing's going to go wrong? Yeah, and there so you're taking years that risk. And years of trials, yeah, and everything else. It's you like are taking a risk. You're though. taking that risk of like being fine without having a chip, or taking the risk and put getting the chip put in, and then something happening, and then you lose just all function. You know? Well,
0: that's one of the big difficulties they have with this, as far as artificial intelligence with the human brain goes, is. Think of it like a computer. A computer is easy to modify because everything, to a degree, is standard. You're working with standard technology, and there are standard fixes for that technology. No brain is identical. No. You know, so you're working with a different slate every single time. Each chip would have to be... Every single chip would have to be personalized to the person they're putting it into, which is, like ridiculously difficult either. yeah i mean these, these things, things would be, be, so be like expensive. a billion yeah. dollars yeah. i mean the, the only the highly highly elite of society could ever even venture to think about doing this so or at least originally uh, maybe yeah at, or, first. at first and probably for the first 500 years of it being used you'd probably get into a little bit of a dystopian era before you ever actually uh yeah like figured out how to balance the scales it's a really funky thing to talk about though because there is no real definition of what they mean by artificial intelligence there's the whole argument of robotics and everything's going to become automation there's that so everything that you're you're seeing the like the mcdonald's employees and the uh cashiers at like uh Walmart's and the Starbucks baristas all of that would eventually become automated. That's yeah. one argument for artificial intelligence.
2: Yeah, we're already seeing everything being ordered from kiosks. Exactly, and inside you see the, the and you see the
0: you scan see that the goes the, at Walmart now. Yeah, the yeah. the self-checkouts is what he's saying and then you you're seeing things already starting to make that slow turn towards automation, but I don't necessarily think that's artificial intelligence. No. Which it's not
2: like intelligence, it's just probably It's just robotics. Yeah. It's
0: it's uh, one way to put it, but the more and more we get into things where...
2: Siri, like Siri isn't artificial intelligence. Siri,
0: is artificial intelligence.
2: Is that what that's considered?
1: Yeah, Siri is a version of AI. Because as you continually use your phone and use Siri, it starts to pick up things and learn things about you. And so then it kind of creates the... It kind of personalizes your phone for you. You
0: could argue that Google's... Uh, Interesting. You yeah, could argue that Google's... What do they call Google's uh, algorithm or whatever? I don't know. Like active searching. Either way, you yeah. could argue that that is kind of a version of artificial intelligence because it builds a profile on you based off of your searches. Yeah. I mean, the whole... I guess the basic standard definition for artificial intelligence would be it's building... Uh, or it's, it's gaining... Intelligence on its own—it's no, no one's inputting that. You know, there's no one behind a computer telling you, "Oh, this guy searched for this, that means he's going to search for this." It's doing it on its own. Yeah. So it can progress in itself, which is really weird. It gets all you get all Terminator when you start talking about this type see, of that's thing. That's why I,
1: that, that's just the thing that scares me about it, dude. Because I do not see any other outcome.
0: You see it becoming absolutely without a doubt Skynet. Yeah. Eh, it's certainly possible, and that is the biggest worry I would have about turning to actual robotics. Is that every single piece of new, creative, dangerous technology will be weaponized? Every single yeah. one of them.
2: That's that's. The, I mean, we that's started to, we
0: started to conquer or conquer nuclear physics, and immediately made a bomb out of it. Yeah, that's. So. The, I mean,
2: that's just the sad part of like the world we live in. The second you have a great idea that can be weaponized. So the government is going to do the that. government is going to be able to pay you like some of the most money for, or it, they'll just entrap you into it. Yeah. I was about to say, yeah. they're just going to tell you, Hey, like you're going to make, we're going to pay you all this money to do this. And if, but you, if st- you don't do this, you're like, we're just complete, going to completely screw you. Yeah. We're so going to make you, it you like physically no
0: impossible for you to actually do it. Yeah. Which is, it sucks. That that's the way it happens. And I don't even think it's necessarily because the governments of the world want to use it. I think they just want to be the first to have it which is it's the whole arms race debacle. It sucks that that's how it is, but if we were to ever go into things like artificial intelligence to higher degrees where it's legitimately being used for something insane, where it's like, they're, because there have been... Do you uh, think that the
2: government's already testing stuff They on are. This?
0: They are. They're, they're testing, they're, ro- they're making robotic, uh, I don't know what to call them, like the robotic dogs and robotic humans to where they're basically just do it walking, jumping, climbing, doing very basic action. But you could see that as the very stepping stones to trying to build an artificial soldier which is what my guess would be which is really confusing when why the hell are we building artificial soldiers when we have nuclear bombs you know if it ever got to the point that's my legitimate opinion is that if we ever got to a world war again if that ever happens i think it's going to be nuclear and i don't
2: think yeah there's of course
0: well i mean i just i don't see a way around it there's no country in this world that's that's a I don't want to say strong enough because it's the wrong way to say, it, but there's no country in this world that's okay with, that's okay enough with losing that they won't fire nuclear weapons. Yeah, the second any, the second Russia, the United States, or China ever had like a homeland invasion to where it was actually threatening the stability of their country, nuclear bombs are going off. And the the second one button gets pushed, the rest of them get pushed. Well, the the
2: U.S. could very well be the first one to do it.
0: Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. If we had had a homeland invasion where it looked like we actually possibly could lose, we would start firing nuclear weapons just as any of the other three world powers would. Which, that's why it confuses me with the whole idea of artificial intelligence where we would be, why weaponize something that isn't needing to be weaponized? because there's already the ultimatum power you know like uh-huh. if there's already such a very de- decisive action you can do to end the world why make it why put another third party in there when artificial intelligence could do some very good things like i said what if you found a way to cure alzheimers or dementia because that you could you could do that uh, theoretically is that you could complete some of the or you could cure some of these problems and diseases with something like a microchip and you could save lives realistically Mm -hmm.
2: so do you think the the progression could outweigh the dangers (laughs) and the threat
0: elon musk himself spoke to several senators and several governors and basically a lot of governmental authority about this which is basically what what he says is he thinks that it needs to be strictly regulated as far as the progression of research behind it what he, what he wanted to do and what I think, and I mean, I, I know I'm using Elon Musk as an example throughout a lot of this, but that's mainly because he's one of the people in the forefront of the artificial intelligence area, but the belief he has, and I kind of hold similar to, is that artificial intelligence isn't necessarily a danger as long as we regulate what's being researched. Okay. The development, I, for example, and I mean, but the thing is, is we can't regulate everything.
2: No, we're it's, one it's nation.
0: To. We have Russia, China, and several other countries that are capable of doing things like this. So the regulation of anything, realistically, on a global scale, is impossible unless we're to pass UN sanctions, which even those don't work.
2: The, yeah, they don't do anything. So the, the, the U, oh, man, I could get into how the UN can be like is arguably one of the biggest wasted times. And that's in our, a different conversation.
0: Today. But regardless, I think that. The progression outweighs the danger if we make sure that the danger isn't being a, any type of focus.
2: Yeah, I think if there's heavy regulation on and I'm, it. I'm
0: talking it's, I'm talking to the point where it's not like you will be told not to make this and find if you do. I'm talk, It's to the point where I think if you are researching how to make artificial intelligence applicable to a soldier or any type of warfare item, or weapon of war, any form, you go to prison.
2: Well, it needs to be like regulated onto the extent of like how much it does for you, like brain-wise. What do you mean? And so, like, how far it can go to enhancing yourself?
0: What would be the line?
2: I don't know. That's just. I mean, that's there has to be a line. What
0: would, What would you be uncomfortable with someone being able to do with their brain?
2: Like, read my mind.
0: That's an interesting like idea. Yeah, Honestly. because I feel
1: that having the same chip with someone else, they, they could be like interlinked with one another.
0: You would have to have the most secure, uh, I
2: guess, encryption. Yeah, on I, your on your personal. Well, head not computer. only that, but it'd have
0: to be you're you're all working. If you're all using the same chip, you'd be working off of the same network. So, you would just have to have like the most obnoxiously secure network of all time. Which is what scares me, too, because then, like... What if someone hacks if, it and just any, turns if, if off everybody? gets
2: control of it. Oh, gonna... or an
0: EMP. Th- yeah. I never even thought about that. What if someone EMPs and then half the population is just brain dead? Yeah. I mean, I guess they, they would build in safeguards to protect against a that.
1: firewall in your head.
0: Yeah, I mean, re- yeah. That's... <laughs> it's... God, this is, like, way more intense than... Well, yeah, you take a step further and it's just, like, there's so many different... Uh,
1: question marks that's just why i'm not necessarily for it i'm not necessarily i mean i can't stop anything it's not
2: something that i think would happen while we're still alive highly highly and i can't see many people like getting on board with letting it happen either with like whether it's a government letting it happen or like companies letting it happen or just like this society letting it happen or letting it develop at all do you think Do you think it's getting closer? Do you think, it, like, do you I think, think people are getting open to it? I like,
0: think that some of the problems that we need to fix, we're going to have to take this step to figure out the answers. Because, for example, problems like interstellar space travel and things where it's like finding a new planet just in case this one ever craps out.
2: When these craps are out.
0: problems that I don't think that we may be capable of actually solving. And I think some of that's not only because we can't, I just don't think that we can compute t- enough to where we can get it done in a lifetime or in three. I I don't know. It's extremely pessimistic for me to say that there's something that there are things that we just can't solve. And maybe that we, and maybe I'm just wrong on what we can't solve. But I do believe that there are going to be problems that we run into where a situation or as an item like this could help us complete it faster, which could end up being the difference maker in a situation. So I can understand that viewpoint. And that's, that's as a, that's as like a race though. That's as a, that's as like the human race as a species. That's something that we would need if it came down to it. I think that we would be willing to take the leap into something like this.
1: It can't be just a singular nation. Yeah. It it couldn't be a nation. It couldn't be a company.
0: It couldn't be a person. I think if we were really to take the step into the into a, real realm where this is something that we actually see implemented everyone has to be on board with it so it has to be like a cataclysmic issue that you know it's fight or flight or do or die type situation where everybody el everybody realizes that there's not really another option we've exhausted all of our resources and okay we and that's that's it's a still at that point it's still a dangerous situation because you know what it's just, I don't know. You could bounce around and talk about the different possibilities implementing something like this into a society could be, but you'll never th- really know until you, you know, try it. O-
2: overall. It's just kind of scary to think about. And yeah. Like to what extent this technology could be used. And then just like AI in general with like self-learning systems like that, like how far can those things go? Into, like, learning and getting into other systems.
0: Okay, so... Like, think,
2: thinking of, like, Ultron-type stuff.
0: Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Where, where if these... Or what like, have y'all seen iRobot? Yeah, where if these systems self-improve past the point that we were yeah. originally... made, They they surpass all of our regulations
1: on them, and then... Mm-hmm. That's the whole problem with it, though. iRobot's with that. Will Smith, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I've seen that. And every human has a robot assistant. Yep. And then the... um. I guess the lead AI in charge of these robots basically goes haywire, yeah. and then all the robots are just becoming evil. And then Will Smith has to save the day. But that's a different thing, but I don't it's know. It's kind of the same concept, I'm just, though, I, where I, it's I'm just, every... I don't no, want to it, talk about the movie.
0: No, it's It's the same concept, though, and that's the, yeah. that's the general fear, is that if we if we give a technology its ability to learn quicker than we do, what's stopping it from realizing that hey we don't really need humans (laughs) yeah Yeah. all
2: all those robots were like uh, assistance to all the humans and all those robots were connected to each other in a certain way or off the same interface Mm -hmm. a chip like we're describing would would that would those not be all like connected in a certain way through the same like program
1: well i mean i don't think they'd be connected to it and what if the ai were to control us yeah all having the chip in our head because we would all be connected, and then there'd be one. I feel that with AI being whatever AI is, it doesn't really have a boundary, and so well, that's would, that's the yeah. biggest
0: problem with it is there is no boundary. to yeah. AI it is a and so
1: what's stopping it from connecting all of well, us? And it's and a all of it's a
0: Pandora's box. Once you actually accept that it that that's the direction we're going, you have no idea what's coming because with the idea of advancing learning. Which, that sounds really stupid, but you're, that's what you're doing. You're advancing the scale of learning. So you're stepping up to an entirely new, almost enlightenment period where we could accomplish things that we couldn't for the past thousand years. Yeah. So we don't know what we could possibly end up doing, which that's what scares so many people about it is the lack of uh, understanding behind what the end goal would be.
2: Which may be, like, to be able to understand it, you just need the chip. And then, it's, and God, it's such a paradox
0: it. where you're like, maybe I can't wrap my head around this because I don't have it, but if I get it, you know, it, uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's a wild concept. <laughs> I could I could talk about it for hours, but I'm not I'm not really qualified to talk on the tech or to speak on the technology itself too much. Mainly because, it, like I said, some of it goes over my head as to how it would be integrated into a human brain. Yeah, but
2: which I'm sure it goes over most people's heads, and it's all completely theoretical for the most well, part.
0: Well, it's theoretical as to how exactly it would be, how exactly it would work. But its impact, for the most part, is what people debate on is uh-huh. what what they should, uh, what should and shouldn't be allowed to happen with artificial intelligence. Which I mean, and that's all from a the, from the point of view that the U.S. would be regulating it. So God knows what other countries are doing and they're attempting to do because you just never know. It's a good way to talk. That was like a big old conversation about artificial intelligence. Thoughts, final thoughts on AI and brain shipping. I don't want it. Don't want it, but
1: I can't stop it.
2: I don't want it. I don't know how far it'll go. I think, I think it's, there's just a lot of unknowns. And I'm just going to see where it goes. I personally, if given the option, am not going to put a chip in my head.
1: I will be right behind you with that decision. I think
0: that as much of an insane person I am, I may – I would – I'll put it this way. I would like to see it never happen. (laughs) I would like to never run into a situation where we would actually need something like this implemented. But in a situation where it is – I am not entirely opposed. And that's not saying I would do it to myself. I'm just not entirely opposed. But that's going to wrap up our conversation for the day. We got Braden back in tonight. I'm glad that to be was, back. That was good. We got Muhammad as classic. Muhammad, fun fact, and we're not going to get into the story behind it, but Muhammad at 12 o'clock last night texted us saying, guys, I won't be at tomorrow's episode. I'm going to Arizona. Four hours later, or four or five hours later at 5 a.m., he texted, Scratch
1: that, not going to Arizona anymore. <laughs> and here I am now. Glad he's not in Arizona. I realized that the podcast was more important than Arizona. Live exactly. from Glendale. I'm joking, no, but
2: uh, it was Scottsdale. Scottsdale, yeah.
0: Glendale, Dougsdale, Dimadome, Dimsdale. Dim's, Dim's, Dim's.
2: <laughs> Doug Dimmodome. Dimmodome's Dimidome anyway <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> um you guys uh, you guys have a good
1: night it was fun recording you guys got anything to say to the audience um if y'all want me to record uh review anything else let us know um i'm also very tired so sorry about my lack of yeah. participation. What, t- what time is it it's, it's very, uh, just way past 12, my bedtime 12:17. so i gotta it's, be up earlier in the morning it's a bit late we're certainly pushing the limits here but but you kids be safe out there okay
2: yeah you got anything all all y'all keep listening keep up with the feedback Uh, we're loving all of it um i'm glad to be back for for once hopefully it
0: becomes a slightly routine thing
2: hopefully hopefully last uh this last week i did get my wisdom teeth out so i I don't know how how well i would have even performed in the last podcast but i'm glad i'm, n- I'm back now i'm mm.
0: feeling good don't worry about it performance issues are normal <laughs> anyways um finishing it <laughs> closing us out yeah, closing us out here um, i hope you everybody has a good day share it with your friends send it with your friends follow us on twitter at mix and match radio follow us on instagram at mix and match podcast we put up pretty much everything on both of them but everyone have a very good one send it to everybody you know And that'll be it, but we'll see you on next episode, which should be dropping Monday of next week, which is the, anybody, anybody know the date? It's an undetermined date in October, but anyways, anybody have, everybody have a fantastic rest of your day. See you next time.